0: those of you who might not know me, my name is Caroline and I'm part of the team here. And uh, today we're starting our teaching session on kind of the body of Christ. That's what we're looking at this term. But today we're starting right at the beginning, uh, the kind of foundational bit where we're looking about how unique we are, how we are all created uh, specially and wonderfully. And uh, then as we start to grasp who we really are, so that we can then start to really uh, fill our purpose that God has set out for us. So I'm just going to pray, and then we'll go. Father, we thank you uh, for this time. I pray, Lord, that you would speak through my words. Lord, would we know something more of you uh, as we go forward? Uh, Show us who we really are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I thought it would be really good to start off by reading a section of a Psalm. So right in the middle of the Bible is the book of Psalms. And um, actually, I think, as is Allison. holding them, uh, I've, I've printed out one of these for everybody, because this is the Passion Translation. And it's, just, it's a translation of the Bible that is written in kind of poetic form, but it's translated directly from the original manuscript. So um, it's all biblical, but it's just a beautiful way of Um, reading it. And right uh, in the middle of Psalm 139 are these very beautiful verses about how God created us. So they're just coming round uh, and I will read it to start with. So do follow it and have a think about what the words are saying as we do. So I'll just, okay. So this is Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16 you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully, shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you're thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. I really love this passage of scripture because it just shows uh, that the, the David, it was writing a psalm, was just so in awe of. The wonder of creation and how God knows us so intimately from the very moment of conception all the way through, but even before that, had planned our lives, you know, each one of us. And so, um, the first slide I've got is a picture of snowflakes. I don't know, I guess a lot of people know about snowflakes, but every single snowflake that ever falls has a completely unique design. No two are the same. Uh, when they are frozen, they look a bit like... Oh, can we have the next slide, Yolanda, please? There we go. They look a bit like that. When they melt, they're a droplet of water. And when they refreeze, they refreeze in exactly the same format that they were in before they melted. And so um, it's really quite amazing that they're just so intricately made. And, uh, you know, I just love a snowflake. Anyway, I just thought it would be nice to put that picture up to show us. Um, So I wonder how we're feeling this morning. Are we feeling that we're confident in ourselves? Are we feeling a bit hopeless and not really knowing what's going on? Or is there somewhere in between? Probably, like me, I think I'm often in between. Some days I'm really confident, know exactly who I am, what I'm doing, where I'm going. And there are other days when I lose a bit of confidence and think, oh, don't know what's, what's going on at all. And it's on those days when I'm feeling a bit low and a bit insignificant and a bit insecure... That I think, um, certainly for me, I believe that the devil likes to try and derail me and starts telling me lies about that I'm, who are you anyway? You know, what do you think you're doing? And actually, I think um, we can banish those lies because we are made with purpose. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I think the more we learn this stuff about ourselves and who we are in Jesus, I think the stronger we become and it's easier to fight off those feelings of insignificance. So, uh, the first thing we need to know is that God does not make mistakes at all, ever. He is perfect. Each one of us is loved by God. He loves us unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and continually. We are planned for and provided by our Heavenly Father. And even if, in some circumstances... Our earthly parents didn't plan us or want us. God did. And so he has a plan for each one of us that is unique to us. So not one of us is a mistake because God doesn't make mistakes. We are all here for a reason because he wants us to be here. So when we're made, um, I don't know if you know much about biology, but we all have a unique genetic code we get, you know, as... um, as we're born, we get half our genetic information from my mum and our, from our dad, and they come together and it creates this. And I actually Googled how many unique combinations of genetic coding there could be with one set of parents, and honestly the number was so long I couldn't even write it down. And it was something 10 to the power of 11,000 and something, which is just mind-boggling. So the chances, is um, even d- identical twins do not share 100% of genetic coding so you know we are all unique in every way even if we um you know are a twin and uh yeah so and the genetic coding shows us uh, gives us our physical being but it also shapes our personality um, it determines what we look like what shape we are and my sister and i I don't think we really look similar. Andy doesn't think, my husband doesn't really think that we look that similar. We share the same parents, but we're very different. She's taller than me. She has brown hair. um, She has blue eyes. I have green eyes. And so, um, you know, we are all different. And, um, you know, when you don't share parents, obviously, you're even more different. But we are all unique. And uh, we are all planned for. And I think... uh, God is there right at the very beginning. So in the, um, I I, I mean, I believe that God created each one of us. I believe it happens at conception, but he has planned for us beforehand. He's shaping us. And in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, it says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And I kind of love that analogy. I don't know if you've ever seen a potter at a potter's wheel. Um, It's quite messy. Uh, But they basically get a lump of clay, which is quite hard, and then they throw it on the wheel as it's going round and round a few times to kind of shape it and to warm up the clay so that it can be pliable. And then they start the creation. And... um, It's really difficult. I've seen videos of people doing it. I've never done it myself. But it seems to be very easy for the pot to go haywire and, um, you know, become this big stodgy mess. But God knows what He's doing. And um, if we look at Him as a potter, He gets it right every time. So He, and I can imagine kind of God having fun going, what am I going to do this time? How am I going to make this time? And uh, it's really, I think we are, I think it's very reassuring to know that. God uh, created us and has a plan for us. And everything, as I say, because we are all uh, handmade, we are all unique. There's a lovely verse in Ephesians, in chapter um, 2, verse 10, that says we are God's masterpiece, I think, and Amy just read it out to us. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Well, this tells us that way before we came into being... God knew what our lives would uh, entail. He has this plan for us. And the thing is that he doesn't always tell us his plan for us because he doesn't want us to kind of run away with ourselves and do it in our own strength. He wants to show us along the way. So um, one of the things that I found really helpful for me was um, having my original design prayed into. I think I might have mentioned it before, but for anyone that hasn't heard... So doing the living free course which is a course that we've run here at church there's an element of praying into our original design so praying into who god who yeah who we are that god was thinking about when he was designing us and so um i find it fascinating i had it done about nine years ago and then i had it done again last year and um it was just interesting to see things unfolding and so we sit. you just sit with a couple of people and ask God to speak and pray into what he was thinking when he was designing. It's not a, what were you thinking? It's more of a... <laughs> which, you know, um, it's more of a, well, what were you thinking? Reveal to me your kind of plan, your, your thinking behind me. And it actually really changed my life. It was a significant moment for me the first time it was praying because I suddenly thought, golly... I can really see these threads in my life already and that makes a lot of sense to me. And so um, it was very reassuring to know that actually there was a plan for me and there's a definite thought process behind it. And actually having it done again last year and kind of more revealed, I can really see how the original time that I had it done is coming through and almost coming to fruition and then there's more on top. So it's really exciting. The plan doesn't just kind of stop when you pray, it's an ongoing thing and it's revealed more and more. And so, um, yeah, and it's learning how to kind of step up into that and, um, and yeah, uh, be who we are. It's, it's, um, it's having courage to go, okay, God, if this <coughs> is what you're thinking, now lead me in that way. Um, and the thing that can stop us from doing that is comparison, so I won't actually just borrow Becky from it. She doesn't know I'm going to do this. <laughs> so comparison, it's all right to look up to somebody. No, sorry. Um, comparison is, it's all right when you're looking up to somebody. If you see somebody you admire and you think, actually, I aspire to be like that person, that's okay. Because you're trying to, you know, I don't know whether, better yourself, I don't know if that's quite the right thing. Anyway, yeah. it's okay to look up to people and have aspirations. It's not okay to look at people and say, oh, I wish I was them, look what they've got. Um, because it always just breeds a negative thought pattern. And actually, we don't need to compare ourselves to others. Um, and it's very, I mean, I could say, I want lovely long brown hair like Becky's got. You know, it's beautiful. It's but. Contributed with neglect. And I suppose I could go to a hairdresser and actually have my blonde hair dyed brown, but that wouldn't make me be Becky or be like Becky. It would just mean we'd have the similar hair colour, you know. So um, I don't know if that's a good example, but I think, and you know, Amy is beautifully tall. We had this discussion earlier, didn't we? I am about five foot four, and Amy is about. Five, eleven, six foot. So there's quite a big height difference between us. And I could spend my whole life going, I wish I was tall like Amy. But actually that won't get me anywhere because I'm never going to grow more than I am now. If anything, I'd start shrinking. So, (laughs) you know, I think there are things that we just need to let go of and we need to embrace who we are um, and go from there. But I'm just going to show you a little demonstration. So... I have matches. I have matches. I'm just going to set fire to things. So I'm lighting candles... So, Becky has a candle. Actually, Gillian, can you come and hold the other one? Because then I don't need to. Well, it's easier. There's two people. So, we'll just try not to set fire to the church lounge at the same time. Um, so, each of our lovely ladies here are holding their lights. They're shining their lights. They're being who they are. And then maybe Gillian's like, oh, well, I would like Becky. I'd, she's, I'm just, she's in my, you know, she's... Younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Encroaching on me. So actually I'm gonna do everything I can to um, blow Becky's candle out because you don't want her to shine. So she oh she is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But the point is has, has blowing Becky's candle out actually made Gillian's candle shine any brighter? Mm-hmm. No. So actually, but the two of them together here we go. If it was dark, it would be better. But you'd see, actually, there would be double the light. They would shine much more brightly by both shining, rather than one being and on the other one. So uh, the whole comparison thing, it's really, I mean, we could talk about comparison all morning, but we won't, because time isn't that long. But its um, we need to embrace who we are and love who we are, which is a lot easier said than done. Um, I'm not pretending it's not difficult. But actually, we need to shine because we're shining our light and then not worrying about what anyone else is doing. There's always going to be people who... uh, Do you want to blow your candles out and sit down? You don't have to sit down. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you, ladies. Um, There's always going to be people that we see that we think they look better than us, they have more stuff than us, they've got a better job than us. There's always going to be people like that. And there's always going to be people that look up to you and think the same thing, because that's the way life is and human nature is. So we need to learn to embrace who we are And go, okay, this is me. This is who God made me to be. And it's no coincidence that my T-shirt says one of a kind on it today. My friend bought me this so that uh, when I teach this kind of stuff, I can wear it and promote myself. I have had some slightly cheeky comments from people I work with about it. But it's fine. It says one of a kind. Anyway... um, Yeah, I think it's learning to embrace who we are and recognise that we are all unique and that we all have our own unique purpose is a key way forward. I'm just going to put those on the floor. And you know what? We're enough as we are. God loves us just as we are. And um, he loves us too much to leave us that way. He will work within us to transform us, to help us completely fulfil our purpose. But... He loves us, we are enough. We don't need to be more than we are at the moment. And when we start to fulfill our purpose, whatever that might be, we start to feel fulfilled. In Jeremiah um, 29, in verse 11, it says, uh, God says to us, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And he goes on to say, then when you call on me and come to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. So God's got this wide open door that we can come to him and his plans are good for us. You know, he, he promises, he doesn't promise they'll be easy, but he does promise that we won't be harmed. So he's learning to trust in it. And when we're doing what God intended for us to do, then we're kind of creating the way for other people to enter into their own fulfilment of their own thing. If we're trying to do other people's jobs because that's what we want to do, then we're actually stopping someone else from stepping into their own potential. So we need to keep concentrating on what we're called to. And actually you might be astonished to what um you think God might be calling you in to do or you know our purpose might be simply being available to people, meeting up with them, having, you know, cups of tea, being a a listening ear. You know, that's a really vital role to play. And that might be what God wants you to do or it might be that he wants you to go and be the next Billy Graham you know you just don't know you, he will put a very specific purpose on your heart but you'll know it because you'll feel it inside and you know if we're really listening it for God he will speak to us and the good news is that he doesn't call the equipped so if we sat there and say oh I can't do that I can't possibly do that how am I supposed to do that it doesn't matter because God gives us everything that we need. So he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. It's one of Christine Kane's favourite sayings. So he will give us all that we need. And we have to learn to trust in that. So um, if he's giving us a job that feels impossible, maybe we'll be learning it step by step rather than doing it all at once. It can feel a bit overwhelming if we think we know where we're headed. We all have that potential in us. And it's like a seed. So when you plant a seed it will grow if it's got the right conditions. So it needs soil and it needs um, the nutrients in it and the warmth. It needs sunlight and it needs water. And if it hasn't got all the right conditions, then it won't grow very well. And actually, an awful lot of stuff goes on when the seed is in the ground. And so they can't see what's going on for a few weeks until suddenly it germinates and it sprouts and, and then it starts to grow really well and it flourishes. And I think it's the same with us. And sometimes we can feel like it's all dark and we don't know what's going on and nothing's really happening. But actually, it might be at that point that we've been planted in the ground. And so there is stuff going on on that we can't see. And eventually, it will come to um, fruition. We will start to grow and to flourish in it. And I think all it really takes, actually, is for us to say yes in the moment. So it was lovely that you were talking about dancing recently i did a course on mission and it was described as god's dance mission is god's idea it's his dance and he's inviting us to kind of join in and and um go with him and that's all he really does actually he doesn't say i want you to go and convert twenty five thousand people he might just say i'd like you to go and speak to that person just go and say hello and see what happens i might want you to just go and share your faith with that person over there and it can feel really really scary and it. F- terrifying in fact but actually if God has lined it up for us to do all we really need to do is say okay yes we'll have a go and it can take a huge amount of courage to step forward but actually when we do it the blessing starts to happen you know you can you don't you don't know what impact you're having on somebody I think that's what I'm trying to say is that um even the smallest conversation can have a massive impact on somebody's life it might just be if you say hello and smile at a stranger that they walk off feeling loved and that might be the first time they have felt loved for weeks you don't know so i think we need to be kind of aware that our actions do have an impact and if you feel a prompt to do something it might well be god saying just do it and if we say yes and we're available and willing then we're moving forwards and um you know we're, we're doing the work we were called to do and I just think if it's one of those things it takes a bit of practice and I certainly haven't got it right and I'm still trying to work out what my long-term purpose is I know bits along the way and things are revealed and then sometimes there's times when I'm thinking oh I don't know what's happening but I know that it will come about eventually and as time unravels so the plans unravel and um, if we're all doing that together Just think how amazing it would be that if we're all reaching our potential, uh, we can do great things together in um, (coughs) building the kingdom of God with his help. Obviously, we wouldn't do it on our own. But each one of us with our unique gifts has a role to play for the bigger picture. And so it's using our gifts to bless one another and to work together and to move forward, however terrifying it might feel. So, to recap for the points, right, firstly, we are not a mistake. We are lovingly created. We are created with purpose, for a purpose, and together we're members of the body of Christ, which is really quite an exciting place to be. And it's about learning to trust. We have to pray, we have to listen, we have to trust God. And I found this quote the other day, and I absolutely love it. And it's... um, it says, God doesn't make mistakes. If he called you into that possession, position, even, regardless of how overwhelming it is, it's because you are the woman for the job. And I absolutely love that, because that's God saying, "It's I know what you're capable of. I think you can do this, so let's go for it. And that's what we should do. So, um, it, yeah, I think I've probably come to an end there. Mm. so uh, just some thoughts I have on being unique uh, so we're going to um, head off to our group I'll pray and then um, we've got some questions to discuss in our groups and then um, yeah so let me just pray uh, we thank you Lord that you are our creator that you have made us unique and we pray that you would start to reveal to us our purpose uh, and show us the way forward Amen. Okay, so groups, yes. If you're new here today, um, Becky, with the hair, is uh, going to run the um, welcome group, and that will be, are you going up there? Ah, to the side chapel, so follow her, and she will be delighted to chat with you. Otherwise, um, off to your own groups, and we will, yeah. Chat